Hey, welcome to another episode of I'm No Expert, the weekly beer show where we pick three different beers based on a theme, sort of, and then talk about them and talk about other things. Every week I'm joined by one of my friends, and this week I've got one of my very good friends who was on a previous episode, Joey. Yes. Welcome back. Thanks, Chris. Second time on this season of the show. Second time this season, third overall. Over, like, the whole series. Over the whole series. Right, so you'd be like the... I'm like the villain, like, you can't get rid of, like, who shows up every now and then mm. with, like, henchmen. You're that, you're coming back again we to are. get us. Yes, exactly. And and now, you're back. That Wait, that, that'll imply that people hate me. No, I don't know if people hate you. Uh, if you hate Joey, No Expert Show is the Twitter feed. You can uh, follow us there. Join the conversation jo- has- at No Expert Show. Hashtag, uh, hashtag join the conversation at No Expert Show to let us know what you think about the show. You can also go to noexpertshow.com slash contact and send me an email if you use that still. Uh, old school. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to our brand new Facebook page and like the Facebook page. Uh, and that's brand new. So that's exciting. Yay, Facebook. We're branching out with our social media. I'm I know. so proud of Chris. And I've got Instagram. And an Instagram. So I'm dealing with a lot of, a lot Look of plates. Look out world. A lot of plates. Spinning a lot of plates. Look out world. This is very exciting. Uh, this week we're doing, uh, we're bringing back a show theme that we did in season one. Uh, it's the Sour Show. Woo. We're doing Sour Show part deux. Part deux. Return of the Sour. Return of the Sour. Ooh, there you go. It's the Sour Chris, <laughs> <laughs> that's a preview for next week's episode. <laughs> oh dear. Um, anyway, just a teaser. It's a teaser. Yeah, we've got three different sours from three different breweries. The first one is one that I've had before because you've never had. You've never like really had sours seriously. Before. I I don't really dabble in the sours very much, only because I can't find them much. Um, I usually just kind of go out, and if I see one, I'll I'll buy it, but. Normally, like, places around here don't really have it a lot. Yeah. So, I will definitely... Hopefully, there's going to be some good ones today. Yeah, it's definitely a specialty type of beverage. Yeah. Now, sours can be classified in, in multiple ways. Um, we're starting with a Flemish sour ale. Um, this is called Monk's Cafe. And I've forgotten how to say the brewery already. Um, Brevive von Steinbeg... Should we should we do the uh, oh Google Translate Google Translate? For oh, us? I, I closed the tab. Oh, That's okay. Oh man! Um, but this is one that you can see a lot of different places. Um, it's fairly easy to find. Oh, I, fi- I figured it out. Here we go. Here we go. Let me just do this and. Brouwerij van Steenbergen. That's in Dutch. Okay, that's how you pronounce it in Dutch. Okay. Um. There you go. Thanks, Google Translate. Because we established that it's not French, because in Belgium they speak two different languages, Flemish and French. And, and this, since it's a Flemish sour ale, yes, so. more likely pronounced like that. Yes. Um, anyway, Monk's Cafe, I found it at a kind of a specialty wine slash foodie shop, one of those places that have a really good selection of craft beers. That's um, another thing. You know, you, you don't really... You have to go somewhere like specialized to find like a good sour ale or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, at least a, um, at least a, a good selection of sour ales, not like exactly. one or two. I have seen Monk's Cafe um, at a few different larger liquor stores around mm-hmm. Indy, and I've seen it once on tap somewhere. Because the biggest thing with sours, especially for a bar that puts it on tap, 
is that that line that goes from the keg to the actual like bar mm-hmm. if there is a sour on there it can kind of funk up the line so oh, it, it has okay. to say a sour ale or some kind of like a sour derivative like a lambic or flemish sour ale or um like a a more of a fruit beer that's been soured so there's kind of a, it's it's a okay. commitment for a lot of good bars yeah and good places that have a lots of taps to say oh we're gonna have sours and it's always that one tap always has to that's be what i was thinking like if you had a place like hopcat or like a specialized you know big like bar on bar with a bunch of beers on tap you could separate like just one or two that are just for yeah. sours or low specialty fruit soured type beers so yeah absolutely um all right do you want to try this one let's do it that's a good nice. one um color is reminiscent of like a really really dark burgundy i think yeah it's very red I think. um these are coming from smaller 12 ounce bottles so it is going to be on a little bit more on the expensive side for something like a sour mm-hmm. um why don't you mm. cheers I actually really like that. Initial thoughts. Initial on, thoughts on Monk's Cafe. Delicious. I'm <laughs> I'm sold. You're sold. Absolutely You're just sold. Like done. So so ready to go. I I'm sad. This is the first beer. <laughs> it's only downhill from here. It's right? all it's all downhill from here. Yeah, I mean it's it's a very nice starter sour, which is why I picked it. Um, I've had it before, multiple times in bottle and on tap. And it's never disappointed. It's really nice, interesting. It's got um, almost like a hint of cherry flavor going on. It's slightly twinged. It's got kind of an interesting, not yeasty flavor, but I get, um, it's the same sort of sourness that you get from like a yogurt. I could see that. Which is what's actually making it more sour is the same kind of yeast happening. I see that, and I totally agree with the kind of cherry, like, hint of flavor to it. That, like, when I first tried it, and I could tell when I was looking at it, like, with that deep red that you were seeing in the light, that I knew there was going to be some, like, sort of cherry flavor, but it's definitely evident, like, the first thing that you taste when you when you drink it, so. Yeah, it's it's got a really, it's almost like you get cherry flavors in some other things, and it's really fake cherries. Do you ever get that? Yeah, it's uh, that's a lot. Of, that's a like a lot of fruit things. You you get like this kind of over sugarfied mm-hmm. like that's not whatever it's a word, but yeah, over sugarfied, <laughs> over sugarfied, over processed sugar uh, fruit flavors. Um, I don't know, maybe because you know we were we grew up on like Sunny we born, D and like we were born Kool Aid. Yeah, I mean Kool Aid, Kool Aid, Kool Aid. Uh, cherry flavor is probably like a really prime example or like jolly rancher yes cherry flavor yes is like that really really intense like sweet cherry and then you compare it to like the first time you have like a really good fresh cherry and you're like what you're like what is what? And, <laughs> and i'm never i'm not a big fan of fresh cherries yeah i mean it's just sometimes i don't like pits i don't like the pits mm. the cherries cherries with the pits and i know there's like the most like pit like the freshest and like the best but i'm not a big pit guy i mean you could use one of those um olive i've never i've, ne- I've never used that an before. olive uh pitter yeah. with cherries really yeah 
Huh. You can make it like with me. Can make pies with it. To pit cherries really quick, you just put it in an olive pitter and just. But I've never had fresh cherry pie, and that is on mm. my to-do list of things to eat. And it's definitely a seasonal thing to get fresh cherries that are good. Oh yeah, it's got to be in season. I don't even know when's cherry season. About the same time as blueberry season, I assume. Is it rabbit season or is it duck season? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know either. That's what I was asking. I would say rabbit season. Rabbit season, duck season. Are cherries in season? Here we go. When does cherry season begin and end? To the Google. Uh, da, 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 da. Reading, reading, reading. Um, why do they have always have to have these like big giant articles when I'm asking one specific <laughs> question? It's literally like I go through and I have to find. I hate that. Oh, it's 400 words on cherry season. Are they trying to clickbait you with a cherry article? They are. It's are they trying to clickbait you with a cherry article? Mm-hmm. Who does that? Growing seasons. Here we go. Wikipedia knows. Uh, da, 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 da. Name. Here we go. They usually peak. Okay, so Australia, New Zealand. Okay. Peak times in late December. Southern so Europe. So summer. Summer there because it's Southern Hemisphere. Yes. Southern Europe. Okay. Uh june north america in june okay summer yeah yeah so like mid like very like high noon summer like in the middle of the heat oh, of the summer. wow uh british columbia canada july to mid-august uk mid-july many parts of north america first fruit trees to ripen huh cherries are i did not know that i did not know that um and different varieties obviously ripen in at different time periods but that's kind of Top cherry producers. Here we go. In metric tons. Um, <laughs> metric ton. Wait. So can we first let me talk about metric ton and okay define uh, the other ton. <clears throat> what is the other ton? Well, it's, is it sixteen hundred pounds? One is one is more. Okay, metric ton is a thousand kilograms. What's that in real measurement? <laughs> Do I have to convert a thousand kilograms to, to pounds? <laughs> So a metric ton uh, is literally, and then a thousand kilograms, yeah, right? And then a this. ton, ton, the t, the one end ton, a short ton is nine hundred and seven kilograms. Well, so that's pretty close. So a ton, long tongue and short tongue. That's really hard to say. Ton, <laughs> ton, unique New, New York, York. <laughs> unique long tongue, weight ton, gross ton is the UK. Which is about twenty two twenty two thousand two hundred forty pounds, or mm. around a um, thousand kilograms. A short ton, a net ton, mm. um, is which is like English measurements. No, right? no, no, that's the U.S. So you've got long ton, which is U.K., short ton, which is U.S. That's two thousand pounds exactly. Okay. Then you've got ton, spelled T-O-N-N-E, which is metric, metric ton, ton yes. which is exactly one thousand kilograms. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that's really kind of a confusing sort of thing. Yeah. But anyway, back Any, to what you were saying. Back to I'm what sorry, I was we... saying. Uh, <laughs> top commercial producers of cherries. Top three. Turkey, United States, and Iran. I'm sorry, Iran. Iran. <laughs> I ran. ran so far away. Uh, top seri <laughs> cherry, away. sour cherry producers in metric tons. Turkey, Russia, and Poland. Huh. What's the difference between sour cherry and actual cherries? Sour cherry, sour cherries are sour <laughs> compared to sweet cherries. I just, I mean, 
I don't even know. I don't even know sometimes. <laughs> I bet there's sour cherries in here because this is sour. I would hope so. Mm. I would hope so, too. See, it's funny. With these, I was thinking I would be like... Like pucker warhead, face, warhead, like warhead, sour pucker kids. face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is like kind of like refreshing. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a really weird style because you, you you talk to people and you're like, oh, sour sour ale or like sour beer, and they're like, what? Because they think it's like I took a Bud Light and I filled it with like <laughs> with warheads or that yeah, sour exactly. stuff you get on the Skittles. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. you rim you rim the the pint glass with the sour with the sour stuff sugary stuff that come on sour Skittles, mm-hmm. and you fill it with with Bud Light, and you're like, this is sour, right? And it's like, not nah, it doesn't really work like that. Huh. Artificial flavor, and maybe it's maybe it's a thing where we've been accustomed to sour as a bad like yeah. candy flavor. That's you know that's exactly what it is. Like we have in our mind, you say the word sour when it comes to like anything, and then it's like boom, I'm gonna pucker up. It's gonna be awful. I don't want to do that. Sour like a lemon. Yeah, like a really harsh lemon type flavoring yeah and this is definitely sort and very very nice and mild it's still got a nice like sour kick to how like left it and lifts it up a lot mm-hmm. fruitiness is happening there it's got a really nice body um yeah that's good i mean sa- sour cherry delicious thank you turkey russia or poland or the united states but most likely it's probably Turkey, Russia, or Poland, or the Ukraine, or Iran, or Serbia, or Hungary. We're number eight, by the way, in the top. What's different about the soil in Eastern Europe that makes this cherry sour? You know what? We could just get into the weeds here, and I could just research. I could. It could be we like could. twenty minutes of me just silence, and then we'll come back with me just researching me. cherries. It'll just um, be like me on my phone for the next twenty minutes, and Chris being like, "This isn't a video show because it would just be." Just it would we would be the most boring video. It would be me yeah. going through Wikipedia articles researching cherry production. <laughs> I don't know how that works. It's me and Chris doing Wikipedia races. Oh, that's on, a great idea. On, on fourth beer. <laughs> um, okay, great. So that's uh, Monk's Cafe. First of our uh, sour, your sour discovery, sour extravaganza um, got going on. Here. We are gonna take a quick break. And then come back with another sour beer, which Joey has never had. Nope. And I've had before, but that's okay. We're going to compare and contrast. Don't touch that mouse. We'll be right back. Welcome back to I'm No Expert. I'm Chris, joined by Joey. Hi, Joey. Hi, Chris. We just had your first sour beer of the show. Delicious. You gave it double thumbs up. Double thumbs up. Monk's Cafe Flemish Sour Ale. Kind of a cherry, sour cherry-ish taste. Probably from Turkey. Who knows? Russia we, or Poland. We talked about where cherries come from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our next one is a is Petrus Aged Pale um, it is by, oh, oh, I screwed this up because I want it to be, <sighs> sorry, again. sorry, sorry, oh, no, I got to click over here. 
by the brewery or the brewery. Do you get that? Oh wait, hold on. They get, I don't think they got that. Right. De bra Right. De bra I don't know what that. What. De bra okay, De bra I don't know how to pronounce that. That's it's another. Uh, it's another uh, Belgian beer. Another Flemish, I assume. This is a Flanders Old Bruin, and an Old Bruin is uh, can be considered a, a mix, like a blend of old beer and new beer. So you get something that's aged, interesting, and then something that's combined with new beer and fermented. It's available year round. It's an ABV of seven point three zero, so it's a little bit higher than uh, Monk's Cafe, and color wise, totally different. I mean, we got it's really very dark amber. Yeah, uh, the most amber. Yeah, like Jurassic Park amber. Oh, not that amber. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's dark amber. It's I'd dark say. amber. I don't think it's as, as as dark as Jurassic Park amber. It's more yellow. Yeah. I yeah. think um, compared to the Jurassic Park amber, which I think is more brownish. Maybe I remember it being really lighter, but I could be wrong. I thought it was darker. We probably could look it up on the internet. All right, why don't we cheers this? Cheers. And uh, try out this this one here. Hmm. Ooh, that's a lot different. That is a lot different. Your initial thoughts? Let's try it again. Try an- another little sip. Like exactly <laughs> told you. Uh, very high score on Beer Advocate. I love using Beer Advocate to kind of get a sense of. It's kind of like the Amazon reviews of the craft beer world a little bit. Oh, okay. I don't take it... I take it all the scoring as a grain of salt, but if a lot of people have said this is a pretty decent beer, if it's like mm-hmm. above a 70, I'm like, I'll try something above a 70 in yeah. general. I think... I think... Is it one of those things... Because I read once that if you want to get the real review of something, get something that's like three stars. It Because normally they'll list out the pros and the cons of it. But this is for Amazon reviews, so I'm not yeah, sure about Yeah, Amazon Advocate. reviews are, like, all over the place. Some, <laughs> I mean, what Beer Advocate does is they have a star system. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you're going to get the bell curve of, like, an average of, like, mostly threes. And then if it's, like, super good, you get mostly fours and not a lot, a lot of fives. No one really likes to score fives, which is really weird for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I log everything on Untapped, and yeah. I, I have six or seven five beers like five out of five star beers i've got uh-huh. a decent amount of 4.5s yeah not a lot of fours tons of threes yeah tons of threes for me is like and i don't like using the thumb or the the point system mm. i like the would i buy this again would i buy this again to share with somebody or would i buy this again to like always have is this like a staple oh okay interesting because then that kind of defines how good it is like if you're going to buy something again just because it's interesting not because you liked it it's like eh, okay yeah i give it like a three or i'd buy again but to share right it, it's like it an people. it's a fun interesting thing to be like oh cool try out this thing that you know not a lot of people have had before yeah um not a lot of fruit characteristics happening with this one. No, it's very, it's very, I, I want to say lemony, but at the same time, I don't, mm. I've, I would feel like I would be wrong in saying that. My gut is telling me to say lemon, but I'm not sure if it's actually, 
I mean, maybe I, I kind of get that a little bit. I, it's just because of how bitter it, it kind of tastes. Like that, it does. That's sour bitter, not like bitter like high alcohol content, but like sour bitter. It's it's definitely more sour than the Monk's Cafe was. Mm-hmm. It's more. It gets more puckered. Yes, a little bit on the way down. It's mm, yeah, that it's, little in, kick at in, the end in the in the back of your throat. It's going out with a bang. Yeah, I mean, it, in general, it's it's nice. It's it's pretty well rounded, with general like mouthfeel and, mm. and body. It's not too heavy, but it's not so like line and kugel summer yeah. shandy. No, light, not at all. You know, it's it's wonderfully adequate. Mm. Like I I like it. I don't I don't like it. I don't like I don't dislike it. Yes, yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting. This beer, I like it, but I don't like it. Okay, I see. Wonderfully, it's fine. Wonderfully adequate. Wonderfully adequate. adequate. Yes, you you are enjoying it now, but you'll probably never ever buy this. This is one of those like. Again. This is one of those. I give like a over seventy or eighty percent. Like it's pretty good. It's good. Three to four stars. Yeah, and then I didn't. I don't think I got to. I was trying to think. Yeah, so. It was a cork top, and the other week we talked about bottle fermentation. This is definitely one that falls into one of those categories because of the cork top. Mm-hmm. And if you look, kind of, I don't know if it's going to be near glass because I don't remember who I poured first. You're going to see a little bit of, like, particles. I don't see, like, any particles. It's probably yours. Yeah, I think there's a few in mine. I didn't really finish it because that's the actual yeast that's in there. That's, I think mine might be flown at the top because there's a few like kind of white yeah. spots up, yep. uh, up on the top. Yep, you'll get that. So that's why this it's got a really nice head retention going on. And you're going to get some of that particulate matter because it's live fermenting in the bottle constantly. Mm. So as these age, it becomes funkier, more interesting Yeah, as they age more, maybe more sour, depending on the yeast strain. We talked about this in bottle fermentation, but sours are a really good example of something like that. And this is from 2011, so it's had three years, almost four. Yeah. To just kind of, you know. I mean, I think this bottle's from, it says 2011 on it, I assume. We could be totally wrong. We, I am prob- probably completely <laughs> wrong. Um, well, it says world's best specially pale L 2011. Well, that may be something that it won in 2011. I don't know yeah, where exactly. this bottle's from. So it could have been, never mind. We can edit that out. Eh. <laughs> I'm no expert, but it does not say on the bottle when it was, when it was this particular one was produced. I mean, year to year, you definitely get differences in ABV and yeah, kind of funkiness level and overall taste adventure. Yeah, and I feel like I, I really would like to see what would happen if I drank a beer that had been aged like five ten years maybe because mm-hmm. i know we were talking about this earlier but maybe it'll make me actually pucker up and see what that actually is like in a beer <laughs> yeah like what would it be actually what what would happen to it after that length of time and mm-hmm. at a certain point it would probably stop maturing it probably would stop really. Yeah, it, maybe it has like a like a ceiling, you know. Because you're dealing with like living organisms, and there's only like a finite amount of sugar that they can eat away, and it's really not at that high of a pace anyway. Yeah, that's true. They are fat like us. 
Yeah. Can't really. We're gonna. They're gonna get bloated. I just imagine like <laughs> yeast getting bloated. Like, Bleh, I ate too much sugar. Ate too much sugar. <laughs> and they're just floating around. It's like I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm just like I'll find a job tomorrow. I'm just really bloated. Tomorrow like tomorrow. uh, like the people in Wally. Yes. On their chairs. Yes. They're so blo- that's that's what Except happens. Except the floating these- around in chairs or floating around in beer. Ooh, good analogy. <laughs> right? Oh, see? Boom. Pixar, get at me. For a sponsorship? I, I don't know I if there would really be at for a beer sponsorship or a podcast about beer sponsorship. I mean, maybe. You don't know. I don't I don't know anybody at uh Pixar. I mean, yes. You can get hold of one of the artists or maybe call the artist be like, hey, do you want to sponsor a beer show? <laughs> just that one artist. Just that one artist. And just highlight his work every... He could just, like, draw us artwork. Yes. And then like that could caricature. be... And then he, he could... That could be, like, the icon of the, the show that week. Oh, my gosh. Okay. What if... This would be, like, like Pipe Dream. <laughs> Right. So then we have like they do he does a, a Pixar style caricature of like me and you like talking like this, maybe oh. like a still frame or like a like a 3 minute clip. Yes. How much would that cost? Uh so much money. Because <laughs> <laughs> they did it with uh, Rick and Gervais show except it was like actually animated. It wasn't like Pixar stuff. See, so they wanted like Pixar style like like uh Oh yeah. Like uh God, what's the super? You're like one? Steve Jobs rips, ri- Steve Jobs rich. If you're, if making you get like a Steve- our whole show being like us, Pixar. Maybe not the whole thing, but like a cool little clip, like an intro kind of thing. That would be cool. We could do like a video intro, yeah, to our radio podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> all right, well, that idea is completely useless. <laughs> oh well, when this when this podcast eventually goes to video, yeah, yeah. I mean, can, it, we should do like an intro, like a cool Pixar animated intro. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Or we could just record a real life intro. You know. Okay, we're getting too meta here. We're, we're is, getting way too meta. Yeah. Never mind. Um, anyway, Petrus aged pale by. De bravandere. Is uh, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Wonderfully adequate. Wonderfully adequate. Uh, would you put this above or below Monk's Cafe? Below. Okay. Monk's Cafe was... Not by a lot. Okay. But it was definitely below Monk's Cafe. Would you buy Monk's Cafe again? Yes. But you would not ba- buy Petrus again? Um, If I knew that I wasn't going to be drinking a lot of it, I would. If I was trying to show off and show how cultured I was, I would buy... I mean, it is a Belgian beer. It you is a Belgian beer. You bring Belgian beer into like any people, anybody's home... Who knows about beer? Mm-hmm. And they'll be very impressed. Yes, they'll be like, "Oh, that guy! Oh. He knows about things and stuff and beer." He's Europe. He went to Europe. He's so Europe. He went so to Europe. European. Yeah, exactly. You went to? Didn't you go to Belgium? I went to Brussels. Brussels, which is in Belgium. It is is the capital. How did you? Uh, did you enjoy Brussels? It was amazing. I would recommend it to everyone. To go to Europe in general. Because you travel all Europe around. Yes. I you went on... All... It was like a three or four country, like, little thing. We only spent, like, a couple... I spent, like, a week in London and, like, a week in Brussels. And then I was in Germany for, like, two or three days. And the Netherlands for two or three days. And then... 
Yeah. Is like the language barrier because I'm always scared. Not really. Like is because most well, some people know English or because obviously ignorant Americans go over to Europe and expect everybody to know English. <laughs> I mean, realistically, it's like, oh, I'm American. Everybody should know English. Ooh, why can't you understand me? Uh, well, like the thing is with London, obviously you're fine. Um, because I, I went to London and there's actually more international people in london than there is actual british people it just seems that way because everyone i met was you know just from some random country yeah it's a just lot living more in london yeah um brussels it depends on which side you are on a lot of the a lot of the dutch flemish people they understand and speak english and, and are nice mm-hmm. the french side not too a little accepting too, not little too accepting of, of english yes a nationalistic yeah, well, or I don't know. Just more prideful of their language, and more prideful of their language, I and see. like I don't know. It, it just seemed like they were a little hesitant to speak with you English, speak English with you. Um, Netherlands, Netherlands was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Germany was great. So I like Germany a lot. I was in Cologne. It was really, really awesome city. Cool, Europe sponsored by No Expert Show. Uh, Brussels endorses Brussels. Go one, there if you have the chance. Waffles for one euro. Waffles for one euro, which I is don't... like a dollar twenty. In is the it, real is dollars. that the current conversion rate right now? Something like that. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Uh, all right, so we're gonna take a quick break. We're um, going to dive into something very interesting. We've got a wild card. We got the wild card. Got to have that, the wild card. Something that I even had before. So this will be very interesting for our third and final beer. We will be right back. Hey, welcome back to I'm No Expert, the weekly beer show where we talk about three different beers, and I have a friend on. It's me. It's Joey. Joey. Hi, Joey. Hi, Chris. How's it going? We just had... Good, how are you? Good. We just had two sour beers. Delicious. You thought one was really good. Well, I thought one was, like, super good. And then another one was, eh. It was good, but, eh. Now I've got a wild card. The wild... It's... It's crazy. Because this isn't necessarily a sour, but I wanted to throw it in because of the style is sort of off the beaten path. It's, I'm, Chris suggested it and I thought, you know what, we got to open our mind, try new things, and here I am. Yep, so this is Against the Grain, um, Avery and Fountainhead, There Goes, G-O-S-E, The Neighborhood. It's from Against the Grain Brewery and Smokehouse. Out of Kentucky. There, it's a, there goes the neighborhood. There goes. It's a goes style okay. beer. So I don't want to, I, I don't want to read the description. You've already re- looked at the bottle, but I want, let's go ahead and cheers and just try it. Just, Can I smell it first or should I just let's, go let's for cheers, it? Let's cheers. Smell for it. it. Try it. All right. Oh dear. That nose. <laughs> I don't. That nose. Wow. It it doesn't taste. It doesn't smell like beer. It no, really it doesn't. doesn't. It it's really a, doesn't. What does it smell like to you? I'm gonna go with 
a dull mustard. Okay. Or like a V8. Ooh, it's tomatoey. <laughs> I definitely get a tomatoey it's like vibe a, to it. It's like a vegetarian type. I get a veggie smell, like a yeah. like how potato salad kind of smells. Yeah, or like it. This tastes like just like a V8. I'm getting a little. I'm almost getting a little like spicy, peppery note, maybe in the nose. Yeah, I could. I smell that. Yeah. Well, because so I, I know. This is like one of those tests where you like you eat one of those magic fruits, yeah. and then you eat like a lemon, and it's like the sweetest thing ever. And then it's you so eat crazy. a tomato, and it like tastes like cabbage or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this is this. I don't know what this is. It's gonna be super crazy. All right. We ended with the magic fruit. <laughs> we should we should have had this first, and, and then, then had the it. other one. Yeah. All right, let's try All this. Right. I don't, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> My mind is trying to process it. It, it tastes how it smells to me. Plus alcohol, plus like the carbonation beer effect. Okay. I definitely get that pepperiness. There's yeah. some herbal notes happening. It's really earthy. Yeah. Um, I want to read the bottle on the yes, outside please. because okay, so it's uh, brewed with roasted red pepper, cilantro, uh, calamansi fruit, sea salt, and coriander. So it almost feels like there's not a lot of. It's all like just those vegetables other stuff. plus it's like, a, a v- little bit. It's a V8 beer. It's V8 beer. Thank you. We're, like that's exactly what. Maybe we is. get nutrition facts on this beer and just. But they don't. They don't print it on the <laughs> bottle. It's like forty like percent of your vitamin C intake. Oh, great! Oh, cool. Um, okay. Your thoughts. My thoughts. You, you, you go wanna, first. Okay, I want to go, go first, first this time. Um, it's really, really interesting. Yeah. It's a really cool, interesting where the smell kind of reflects the taste, but I do enjoy because a lot of beer is either it's very yeasty very bready yeah. mm-hmm. or you get like the previous two beers where we had it's very sweet it's very fruity which were like stouts and porters and some of these sours fall into or you get like really bitterness that so comes with from ipas and yeah you get uh yeastiness breadiness from like uh ales boring lagers that's the kind of thing yeah this isn't any of that no it is not this is a really kind of we said there was a wild card going into it. This is definitely a wild card. This, this is, is really this is a, definitely a wild card. Are all goes like this? Um, I had one the other day. Uh huh. It was sort of similar. I'm gonna. I, I brought up the definition of a goes. An old German beer style from Leipzig. Goes is an unfiltered wheat beer made from 50 to 6 percent malted wheat, which creates a cloudy yellow color and provides a refreshing Christmas and twang. A goes will have a long a low hop bitterness, which this one does, mm-hmm. and a complimentary dryness and spice from the use of ground coriander seeds and a sharpness from the additional of addition of salt. Like Berliner Weiss beers, a ghost is sometimes been laced with various flavors and colored syrups. This is to balance out the additional of lactic acid that is added to the boil. Somewhat recently, 
Ghost has been seeing a mini revival with a handful of breweries bringing back the style in the Leipziger, Leip- Leipziger area. You're so, German. You should have, like, do this better. Leip- Leipziger area. And <laughs> the pub's like, Goose and die, Schenkund. Jesus. No idea. Serving traditional brewed ghosts. Uh, average between 4 to 5% ABV. So fairly on an average. I don't really get that, like, sea salt. I don't really get the it's salt. It's not salty, though, but it's... Yeah. I feel like the just, salt added into there is almost like a seasoning, so you're getting everything kind of turned up a little bit more. Yeah, well, with the with the coriander and the salt, it's just kind of adding to, like... It might be just being that vegetable, like, taste to it, because that vegetable taste is just, like... It's cilantro and that peppery. Yeah. It's like a salsa. Exactly. That's... Exactly. And where you're going, going after, like what you were saying before... You normally get like a like a bread yeasty taste or smell, and you or you also get like a cherry or you know not cherry, but we had a cherry earlier, but like a fruit flavor. Mm-hmm. This is you know out of another realm or something like that. <laughs> like this yeah, is like this another is, level. You know this like I mean we we've kind of jumped the ship on the whole sour idea, um, but it's it's a very it's really cool. It's a cool beer. It is. I would never buy it again to just have. I, it's definitely one of those where I'd be like, listen, I've got a beer that literally tastes like you're eating salsa. Let's yes. try it. That's, I, I feel the same. I want to, I would get this beer to show my friends, be like, I, I'm going to blow your mind <laughs> with this beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like that. It is really, really interesting complex there's the spiciness there's really not any spice from like the pepper but you get that um it's a roasted red pepper but you get that kind of like yeah it's it's a like a mild salsa it's like you went to the grocery store you bought a a jar of mild salsa and you liquefied it and then add some carbonation to it that's what this is i mean and for me, it's a little V eight e V eight like for me. Yeah, I mean, I think the the vegetableness definitely overpowers anything else that's happening. Yes, and maybe that's you know by design, you know, because I mean they it with that all those <laughs> ingredients listed on the front, it makes it like they were trying to kind of make it overpower that vegetable type taste. You yeah. Know? Because, I mean, if it's just like a, it's it's a more similar close to a mild weedy beer with a bunch of stuff added to, I, I don't know, give it this weird, I mean, mouthfeel is similar to a wheat beer, but the overall, like, flavor complexity is... It is surprisingly light. Insane. It, it's, yeah. It's pretty light. Um, I would definitely recommend it to my uh sister-in-law who's like a vegan she loves the veggies so so this would be like a perfect kind of like vegan vegan yeah. beer there you go vegan veggie type beer like if they're kind of hesitant to you know most beers you know yeah that sounds like a so final thought from the no expert show uh there goes the neighborhood good for vegans good for all vegetarians vegans and meaties you know if they're if you feel so inclined, I don't know. Is that a thing? I think it's carnivore. 
carnivores. I said, uh, yeah. But I don't think the human body can survive on meat alone. Yeah, that's true. Boop. Oh, well. Boop. Boop, boop. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, any any other final thoughts on this beer or the, the three in general? You definitely liked Monk's Cafe the best. Monk's Cafe, top, top, top spot for me. Um, next would be, oh, I don't know. I think that it would be a tie between uh, the There Goes the Neighborhood and... This oh, and the Petrus. And the Petrus. They're they're equally as interesting for me because I've never had a sour, remember? So right. that And Petron- this goes is definitely Petronus, not a sour. Petrus beer. It's not Petronus. Expecto Petronum beer. Expectro Petrus beer. Yeah. It'll be in the show notes. You'll <laughs> I'll link it in the show notes. It's fine. <laughs> in this week's episode, Joey doesn't understand Petrus. <laughs> I don't I don't understand it. Um Yeah, I I, I definitely kind of I would rank them into Monk's Cafe is something that I love to kind of have because it is a nice sort of departure from normal crafts, which are you get porters and stouts and IPAs and blah, 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 whatever. It's kind of the same. It's a good change of pace. Petrus is a little too out there for most people to drink. Mm -hmm. Um, And this there goes the neighborhood is super out there. It's almost, I think... At it this seems point, experimental. It seems me. super experimental, and it's, I mean, it's it's September, end of September here, so it's seasoned out at this point. It's, like, seasonally, this is not a beer. Is it only, is it only, um... Apparently, it's brewed once. Really? So this is very limited. This is, like, one time, so experiment totally, what you said before. I don't know. So I I don't think it's I only want this to keep going only because I can show my friends be like hey try this try this beer <laughs> it'll blow your mind whoa in your head think of V eight but then don't think of V eight and then and drink then, this yeah <laughs> what 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 crazy uh, anyway <laughs> noexpertshow dot com is the website that you can go and find out about all the past shows of No Expert you can subscribe there on iTunes by going to Searching I'm No Expert. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, noexpertshow.com, and on our Instagram, which is Instagram. I'm, Chris we'll a, took a couple awesome beer pics. Yeah, so Joey's going to be on Instagram, photos and everything. If you want to be on the show, if you want to contact me, any comments, snide remarks, uh, go to noexpertshow.com slash contact to send me a personalized electronic message. He reads all of them. I do read all of them. Just... Just letting you know, he reads all of them. Make sure you send it some at some to Twitter as well. He reads all of them. I read too. all of the messages on Twitter. <laughs> everything Every, you send to everything. No Expert Show, he reads. I do. I do. I read them all. Um, Joey, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Thank you for having me, Chris. Uh, hope to see you again in the future show, maybe. You will. And uh, have a good night. You too. Good night, Chris. As in, like, it only gets played in one, yeah. or you're, like, in a sound studio that is an elevator? <laughs> Ooh, that would be cool, too. And you would go hey, to different floors. it's Bob. You go again? To, you go to, you have, it's like an outdoor elevator that's in, like, a glass yeah. tube. Yeah. On the outside of a big, tall building. Okay. And you just ride up and down all day. 
and then you know you broadcast from that particular you, elevator. We're on the seventh Looks floor like, now. Or it's like, or it's like that. It it changes by the time of day. So you know it's, or it it's changes like by what music like you're gonna play or something like that. Uh, okay. It's like the higher you get, like the more up tempo you're playing oh, or like you're gonna play, right. like so like the starts, kind of mood starts in the morning, but then it just slowly exactly. And maybe it could be like a double wide elevator, so it's like re- like a really big studio. Yes. So and you we, can have like guests and shit. Guests come on. Yes. And then it's like they're in this elevator, and it's kind of like this cool like sky view of a city maybe indianapolis i don't know maybe some other place i don't (laughs) think anyone will throw money down for a radio elevator (laughs) because radio stations are doing great already what (laughs) (laughs) is that that not a thing i mean i know it was 1995 don't touch that house you can't touch that dial that doesn't really apply here. Don't hit. Don't. Don't tap that screen. Tap that screen. Don't touch that don't dial. Click that headphone pause button. Don't tell Siri to. You know what? Just don't touch anything. <laughs> just don't <laughs> touch. Anything. Don't touch anything. We'll be back. Just don't touch. Don't any- touch anything. <laughs> don't even move. Do it. Just stay. Where, wherever you are. Just don't move. Don't move. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs>